You are listening to Beyond the Binge with me, Mo, registered dietitian and life coach. In every episode, I will do my absolute best to help you learn more about binge eating as well as any other destructive addictions you might struggle with. My goal is to shed light on a problem that many, including myself in the past, struggle with and help you feel less ashamed of it. Binge eating can be a sensitive problem because it involves a loss of self-control and while that can be demoralizing, it is okay to struggle with. By viewing binge eating as an opportunity to learn more about ourselves and gain new skill sets, we can eventually grow and one day gain freedom. So let's dive into today's episode and learn more together. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 3 in this three-part series. My experiences from a year spent suffering in silence. I believe it's been a good month and week maybe since I've recorded the last episode, episode number two. And I have a good reason for that. The last month has been the month of fasting for me. Well, shout out to everybody who's been fasting the last month. Now, if you have no idea what I'm talking about with the fasting, then no problems will really be the topic of of today. But I will share a couple of glimpses as to what I was doing over the last month. Fasting for me, the month of fasting is a beautiful month. I get to I get to almost reset and spend a lot of time reflecting and thinking, just going deep into my purpose and what I'm doing and all that beautiful stuff that I love talking about. It is a very spiritual month for me, but I also take care of my physical and mental health. However, it is not as easy to be exercising as much. And so by default, my energy levels decrease. So I tend to prioritize other forms of work, especially work on myself. And as you all know, I'm very open about this. I'm a huge fan of prioritizing myself. I always believe I come first and I always tell my clients, you come first as well. Anybody who believes otherwise, I have no problem with it. But one just needs to look at your life to see that when you don't prioritize your life and yourself, uh, it doesn't end up working well in the long term for you and for everybody else around you, even if you're a parent and you have kids. And I grew up to parents who who sacrificed a lot of their, you know, their own mental and physical health for our well-being. I love them to death, but it's not something I would want to do myself. I'm sorry, it's not selfish. Well, it could be seen as selfish, but it is just breaking a generational cycle that's been passed down um, across the generations. We don't live in a time where we need to sacrifice our mental and physical health for our kids and for other people. We have time to do certain things and take care of ourselves. We have the knowledge to do it as well. So why not? And here is why it's important to do it. When you do better, 100%, I guarantee you, you'll be able to show up for your family, for your friends, your clients, your career, everything else that is around you and perform much, much better. But if you're not doing better, then you can show up depleted and exhausted and you will only help as much as the capacity that you have created for yourself. And it's really important to increase that capacity over time. I hear it all the time from people who are way older than me. Oh, wait till you get in your 30s or 40s or 50s. It all goes downhill from there. I really don't believe that. If it goes downhill, it's because that is the reality. It's just a mirror image of it. But why should my energy decrease over time, my capacity to hold energy decrease over time if I am consistently focusing on habits that improve my physical conditioning, my mental health, my emotional health, my spiritual health. If anything, it should increase. Of course, the body starts to fail you at some point, but I believe that's like maybe even you can push to like late 80s, 90s nowadays. I've witnessed many people in their 80s who have a lot of energy and seem to not run out of it. And when I ask them about, well, how is it that you don't, you have so much energy? They're like, well, I always stayed active. So 
Yes, I do believe that the more you persist in certain positive habits, the more you reap these rewards and your capacity to hold energy increases. But let me stay on topic here and talk about my experiences with a year spent suffering in silence so I can wrap up this series. Let me first give a summary of the last couple of episodes in case you haven't listened to them. Although I do recommend you go back to listening to them, but if you're here now, why not just continue listening anyways? I first spoke about the two types of suffering that we all experience. It's either, number one, acute and immense suffering. Those are usually big events that happen that we know cause suffering. A loss of loved one, loss of career, a loss of function, chronic illness, anything like that. And then the second one would be this slow and steady suffering, which is basically small events that cause us to suffer, but they add up and we tend to just either dismiss them or power through and forget about them completely, but they build up over time. And those are the ones that tend to really take a toll on us. I gave the analogy of a bag on our back. We're walking with a bag on our back through life. You know, you're on a journey hiking with a bag on your back. That's called the suffering bag. For people to be able to progress in, in their journey and do well, it'd be good if this bag is light and possibly even empty. But an acute and immense type of suffering, the first type we spoke about, is like placing a big, big rock in that bag. You know, you'll feel its presence immediately. But if it's slow and steady suffering, it will be like placing small stones or pebbles in that bag. You know, a few might not, you might not notice it, but eventually they start to build up. I tend to view the second type, the slow and steady, as a little bit more challenging to deal with because it isn't a significant event happening in your life that you know you're, you know, and you're aware of. It tends to be little things that you sometimes lose awareness to. And for some people, it's been building up over years and they completely forget what the source of slow and steady suffering is. I also spoke about how we tend to distract ourselves from the suffering by having pleasuring behaviors that we rely on too much. And it's almost like you, you're carrying this heavy bag on your back and you're walking through life, but to keep walking forward, you lose sight of where you're going and you start chasing certain pleasures and that keeps you going. You know what I'm saying? So certain things like if you're the type of person who can't wait to have the next binge or have the next smoke or drink or whatever it is that is super pleasuring but gives you nothing back in your life whatsoever and has no meaning to it, a bit hedonistic almost, then you know what I'm talking about. And I also spoke about how to know if you are struggling with suffering in silence or if this is something that you're going through. The first thing you want to do is go on a pleasure fast. Basically, cut out all the habits that are immensely pleasuring. The binging, smoking, drinking, too watching too much TV, scrolling on social media, binge shopping, binge gossiping, uh, watching pornography, anything that is a distraction. Do it for a while, a couple of weeks maybe, you know. If you're afraid of like, oh, I can't do that, but just tell yourself it's a couple of weeks. And then sit with yourself on those couple of weeks and see if there's anything that pulls on your attention. You'll find that there's certain things that are pressing that you need to address maybe. This is sometimes easy for some people to do on their own, but for most it's difficult. So it depends. It's much better to do it with somebody because they have an outside perspective. I always say this, when you're in the middle of a storm, it's difficult to see in it. You need an outside perspective. But the point is, try to go on a pleasure fast. And then the second step would be 
one of two things will happen. Number one, you will be successful at going at that pleasure fast. You'll be able to stay away and refrain from these habits for a good couple of weeks, in which case the next step would be to dive into and see what it is that is pulling on your attention. What do you need to address? What inner conflicts are you avoiding or external conflicts? And the second thing that might happen is that you might find it difficult to refrain from these habits, in which case you need to reach out for help because the suffering sometimes could be so immense or the habit could be so strong that it's important to have an outside perspective. But that is basically what I discussed over the last couple of episodes. Now, in this episode, I wanted to talk and go into what do we do beyond suffering now that we know we're suffering. And by the way, I've learned this after talking to many people. Nobody does not suffer. Everybody suffers in some way. However, that doesn't mean that we cannot deal with it, number one, or number two, that we cannot even move through life while suffering. So many people move through life while suffering. It is actually, I don't truly believe that there's anybody that goes through life that is not suffering. But I also think that some of the most successful people are suffering in silence, but they're able to go beyond that and continue. Their resolve, their purpose, their mission is strong. And they don't let that suffering control them. Although I want to give an analogy today that will help you put things in perspective, okay? I talked about the bag on, on the back and going through like on a hike, you're going to a destination. Let me, let me change the atmosphere a little bit. So take a moment and imagine yourself. You're on a boat in the middle of the sea and you're sailing. You're sailing towards a destination. And you know what this destination is. That destination has the title of purpose, fulfillment, meaning, And because of that, it is different from person to person. But imagine that, purpose, meaning, fulfillment. Now, for many of you, you might not be able to envision what that is. If that is the case, it's okay. Potentially, you lost touch or lost sight of what your purpose is, what your mission is, what what fulfillment looks like, and what meaning looks like. In which case, we need to clarify what that is first. For people who have worked with me, for my clients, it is called your North Star. If you've lost sight of it, you need to redo it. It is the most important thing ever because it is the destination you're sailing to. If you don't have a destination when you're in a boat sailing, then it's just going to be up to the winds to carry you wherever. It can carry you to dangerous places. It can carry you to rocks. You can flounder on these rocks as well. Many people experience that in their life. Or my biggest fear personally is it takes you to random places. Places that you didn't intentionally sign up for. And when you get there, you're like, what is this life I created? Like, I didn't want this. So it is important to have a destination. Okay, so that is what that the setting looks like. You're in a boat and you're sailing towards a destination. If you don't have that destination, that is the first thing you need to correct. The second is in the boat, there's a bunch of baggage in it. That could be the the bags on your back, you know, filled with different pebbles and stones and rocks. Every now and then, when the boat gets too heavy, you have to stop and get rid of some of these bags or else the boat starts to sink, right? So every now and then, when the suffering becomes too much, you have to stop and unload. But that doesn't mean that you can't keep going, right? Somebody with a strong boat might be able to keep going a little bit despite the load they're carrying. But that is highly subjective and depends on the capacity of the person. The stronger the boat the more suffering you're going to be able to carry because the amount that you're carrying then is subjective. Imagine a wooden boat carrying a heavy load versus aircraft carrier 
carrying that same load. Very, very different, right? It's such a complex field to talk about because there's different factors that come into play here. Your capacity to, to hold on to certain amounts of suffering and your ability to unload that suffering is also important here. Those are skills that we learn in life, right? There's work that needs to be done there for us to learn the skill set of increasing our capacity to handle suffering, number one, and number two, to unload suffering. Here's the thing, though. Some forms of suffering, it will take time to unload, right? Especially the acute one, acute and immense suffering. If you lost a loved one or if something completely beyond your control happened, you need, to, you need time to be able to heal through that and process it. But it doesn't mean you can't move forward in your life. However, if your boat can only handle so much, then it will potentially sink you, which is why it's important to work on improving that boat and be able to carry more. On the other hand, if there is certain types of suffering you're experiencing, maybe a bunch of slow and steady suffering that you're experiencing that you can resolve as a result of inner conflicts or external conflicts that sometimes you're avoiding that are causing these sufferings, but you can resolve them, then it will be good to stop and unload that so you can go faster. A lighter boat travels there faster. So to get to your destination, to get to your North Star, you need to have also a lighter boat. But that is also subjective because it depends on the strength and capacity of the boat. All roads point to the boat, basically. You need to get really good at improving this boat consistently. And that boat is your physical health, your mental health, your emotional health, and your spiritual health, right? All these elements combined and your awareness of them and your ability to control your habits and control how you improve these areas, together they encompass the boat. And anytime you focus on improving that boat, you can go way further. Now let's take a look at forms of binging. All these habits that we have, self-sabotaging habits if you want to call it, these are all basically forms of destroying our own boat. Okay, imagine this. Imagine you're just sitting. Imagine a captain is sitting in their boat and they're just, they don't want to be there. They're, the suffering is too much. There's too many bags of suffering on the boat and they can't take it anymore. It's exhausting them. They just, they hate it. They don't like it anymore. They don't, want, they don't like the boat. And so they start to basically just destroy pieces of their boat to entertain themselves. You know, they pull at like planks from the wood here and to do something that is kind of entertaining. They start to eat their own boat or start to damage their own boat, or they start to invite sources of toxicity to this boat as well. Anything that they do to distract themselves is going to destroy this boat long-term. These, these habits are the quickest way to drown the boat and not get to your destination. So this is why we work on binging and any form of binging as the number one way to improve yourself. If there's one thing you can do right now to improve yourself, on every single level, it's to focus on habits that are not serving you. This is the best investment, one of the best investments you can make in yourself is to turn a negative habit into a positive habit. Instead of me binging, I've learned skill sets where I can deal with my suffering and I can go beyond suffering. But I didn't, I didn't want to spend too much time talking about that because this is how we deal with the suffering because it's not the point of this episode. Dealing with the suffering is a matter of committing to yourself and doing the work that's necessary to get there. And it's not something discussed in one episode or discussed like that. And it's highly subjective depending, again, on what you're dealing with. What I wanted to talk about is how we can go beyond suffering. How can we continue 
to move towards our destination and get to that destination even though we are suffering. Because despite the fact that last year for me was a year spent suffering in silence, the truth is I'm still a little bit suffering as well. I've stopped and done some work to unload some of these bags and to do better and to improve my boat as well, take care of my own self, all elements of my health. However, I am not suffering free. And anybody who is suffering free, I mean, they're either not aware or it's short, short-lived. Everybody is suffering in some way. So to go beyond suffering is to understand that it's okay to suffer. There's nothing wrong with that. It's part of the process. It's part of life. And one way we can decrease the power of suffering or the power suffering has over us is to stop struggling so much. You know, so just to take a moment and to say it's okay. It's fine. You know what? I have so many things I'm struggling with, but it's okay because there's a destination that I'm moving to. Purpose, meaning, fulfillment. These are all important things. And if we're not clear on what these things are, we really need to do the work because then we're sailing mindlessly. And sailing mindlessly in open water is dangerous. So the question becomes, how do we move forward while continuing to work on healing? Well, as you get clear on your purpose, meaning, fulfillment, then you start to reverse engineer, how can I get there? What do I need to do to get there? And here's the thing, if you have no idea what your purpose, meaning, fulfillment is, then you can start with two things, improving yourself and taking care of yourself, expanding your awareness. There is nothing that you can do in these areas that where you can go wrong. There is no downside. When you improve your self-awareness and your awareness of the world around you and you work on taking care of yourself, it will give you a deeper understanding of where meaning lies and what your purpose potentially is, and how you can achieve more fulfillment. This is really important. Again, all roads will lead to the boat. When you're stuck in a boat in the middle of the sea, the best thing you can do is improve this boat. You have the resources, so why not do that? But there's a catch. You have to avoid what not to move towards, right? You don't want to move towards chasing happiness, pleasure, social validation, or unvetted areas of safety. I'm going to talk about the last one in a moment. The happiness, pleasure, pleasure, and social validation. These are typical things that people tend to chase when they are not really sure which direction to go. They're just be happy. Okay, well, what if the things that make you happy are also killing you? Okay, okay well, I like, you know, I like getting drunk on weekends and smoking up and binging. Okay, well, that's slowly killing you. Why do that? Why waste your time in that area? Well, it makes me happy. So that's the problem with chasing happiness. It's highly subjective and it depends on your current whims. And also depends on what you're seeing around you in society as well. If most of your friends chase happiness in a specific way that is toxic and dangerous, you're more likely to do the same thing. Pleasure as well. Pleasure is great in life, really. But we can pleasure is one of those things that you can get addicted to really quickly. You know, at some point, the question becomes how much pleasure is enough pleasure for you? And the more you chase pleasure, the more pleasure you want. It's almost like a drug. The more pleasure you chase, the more dull little pleasure seems. And so with pleasure, I'm always a big fan of less is more. Social validation. Because again, it puts your state of fulfillment even and state of being in the hands of other people. Your life then becomes dictated by how other people live it. And that's quite dangerous because again, it is subjective and depends on them. And then finally, unvetted safety. These are areas that you believe it's safe But in reality, it's not safe. And so consider this. If you are doing things unconsciously because maybe one of your parents or one of your role models has done so, but you're not really sure how their life was when they got there, 
because you're not in their shoes, then you're doing things a little bit unconsciously. It's important to stop and understand, is this area that I'm chasing, is it vetted or no? So for those of you who are chasing careers nonstop at the expense of their health, or they're sacrificing every part of themselves for their kids because they saw a caregiver or a role model do that, are you 100% sure that when you get there, you will feel fulfilled and feel like you accomplished your purpose? Because I know many people who've given everything away for their kids, but their kids didn't turn out to be the way they expected them to be or wanted them to be, and that caused them to go in deep depression. And I also know many people who've given their careers everything, and their careers didn't respect them forward towards the end, and they realized, I've given my whole life away for nothing. So it's really important to know where you're heading and if this is truly what you want or not. And again, there's important questions to ask there and deep work to be done in that area. And that's it. To go beyond suffering, one must know where they're going to begin with and then move towards it with confidence, knowing that suffering is okay to suffer and struggle. Yes, every now and then you might have to stop and unload some of that suffering. That is 100% okay and a good strategy to move faster and get forward in life. However, sometimes we don't have the luxury of doing that. So we do need to keep going towards that destination that we're, going, we're moving towards. And if we're not sure what that destination is, then we start with ourselves. Because the, be- the better the boat, the more likely you are to last to your destination and change course whenever is necessary. Which is why I believe with all my heart that the number one destination everybody should get to first is the land of self-mastery. Being able to master your boat, your mental health, physical health, and all that's in between. From there, you can decide to sail to whatever else you want to go, whether it's career, relationships, you know, purpose, meaning, fulfillment, all this stuff that we talk about. As for me, what is next is going to be pretty exciting. For one thing, Beyond the Binge is going to become a community. It already is, but I have a big, big surprise for everybody who is in it. We're going to have a beautiful community away from the distractions of social media, that is, you know, Facebook and the likes of that, where we're going to continue learning and sharing as I pump in new material and new updated uh, journeys for everybody who wants to continue their journey there of doing better and improving their physical and mental health. As for what I took from last year's experiences and this current experience, which is when I spoke to a lot of my male friends, I realized that many of them are also suffering in silence tends to be quite common for men to suffer in silence. It does kind of go along with the data. You know, men live shorter lives in general, more likely to struggle with addiction, negative behaviors. But for some reason, there's there's a stigma in society that men need to do things on their own and that reaching out for help is a weakness. And that is something that I certainly recognized with myself last year as well. And so I'm really excited to be creating a separate community for men who want to overcome all forms of binging because we all know men binge as well. It is no secret that over 90% of my clientele and beyond the binge are women. It is not to say that men also do not binge. It's just that women are more likely to reach out for help, in my opinion, my professional and personal experience as well. However, I believe that men also need help in this area. And I can't wait to launch new material and new journeys for any man out there who wants to focus on themselves and develop the courage to take their health and their life to the next level because it it really is all about leveling up for everybody else we're going to resume the party and be on the binge 
If you're not already in it, then I don't know what you're waiting for. Trust me, life is too precious and short for it to be wasted on binge eating and all other forms of binging. It is time to address the binge and figure out what the hell we want from our life and be able to achieve our goals. I look forward to more exciting podcasts and more material that I'll be sharing with you guys. Thank you again for listening and I'll see you in the next one. Thank you very much for tuning in to another episode with me. If you enjoyed this episode, then don't forget to subscribe, like, and share it with a friend who might benefit from it. You can find me on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook at morezk.rd. If you're struggling with binge eating and would like some guidance, you can reserve a spot in my online workshop, Break the Cycle, by going to www.morezk.com. You can also go to the podcast section on my website and subscribe to my list so you can get an email notification every time I release an episode. Thank you again for listening and I'll see you next time at Beyond the Binge.